Well, hello and welcome to the More Than Sunday podcast. I'm Chris, and this summer, our project at First Presbyterian Church is really just to help one another, to share our stories, and to talk to each other about the ways that we find Christ-centered community in the congregation and the ways that we serve in the ministries of the congregation, and to do all that so that by the time we hit Labor Day, every one of us, every one of us can look at our calendars and say, I have two commitments this fall. This is the spot in my calendar where I am committed to serving in a ministry in the congregation, and this is the spot in my calendar where I am committed to experiencing authentic, vulnerable, Christ-centered community. And so today we have two folks with us from the choir. We have Carrie Anderson, and we have our amazing choir director, Leslie. Ladies, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so there is a part of the ministry of the choir that everybody sees. You're in classic worship, it's Sunday morning, and either the choir is up front or the choir is in the back, and we begin singing a hymn, and the choir is is helping us do that as a congregation, or we get to a moment of a of an introit or an anthem, and the choir leads us in, in those elements. I know there's a lot more work that goes into being a part of the choir and preparing to lead the congregation in worship. Like, you guys don't start this preparation process at 8.45 on Sunday morning. You've done some work uh, ahead of of game time. Tell us um, when and how the choir prepares for worship. Okay, so... Um, We actually rehearse on Thursday nights from 7.30 till 9. Um, And one of the ways that uh, we prepare is we look at the text first. The text is the one thing, it's the story that we're telling to the congregation, and it's the most important part. Um, So we look at the text. And when you say say text, you're talking mm -hmm. about the biblical passage that we're going to be reading that morning and and preaching, or are you talking about the lyrics of the songs? Thank you. Good question. So I am referring to the lyrics of the songs, the introits and the anthems that we sing. Um, we look at the text and we try to make connections with um, with what the message is going to be. Uh, just in general, um, you know, Christ-centered relationships and um, and whatnot. So we look at the text and we and we try to make connections and we try to really convey that text to the congregation. That's that's our story. That's what we do. We're telling a story essentially in in our music. So that is what we do. We also read through the song. We read through uh, musically. We sing through it and together. And then we troubleshoot. Um, you know, notes that might be incorrect, or um, we try to add some consonants, really hard consonants, so that we really bring forward that text so that we can communicate to the congregation what this music is about. Sacred choral music is one of the most amazing experiences for me uh, and uh, probably every single person in the choir, and it really has rich harmonies and, and melodies, and to bring it through with the text wraps it all up. And I would add um, that it's not always just on Thursday afternoon or evening in rehearsal. If you would peek into my living room right now on my piano, I have two pieces of music that Leslie has given to us to prepare for upcoming Sundays. Um, So working things out at home on my own is part of my preparation. And uh, again, then the text gets into my heart and in my head, and the meaning comes across better for me on Sunday morning. Let's talk about that a little bit, Carrie. It, it sounds like you're interacting with these musical pieces, be they hymns, be they pieces of scripture that have been been set to music. You're they're in your in your voice, but they're also in your head and they're also in your heart. Tell us a bit about what participating in the choir 
And we'll get to the relational piece in a minute, but just the, the musical and the lyrical component, what does that experience bring to your journey with Jesus? Absolutely. Easy, easy question to answer. I've studied music since I was seven years old and, and always sung in choir. Um, but as Leslie alluded to, uh, sacred music, besides being rich in harmony and beautiful music, um, is rich in meaning. And um, it's been said that those who sing pray twice. And um, so singing in church choir has been the most meaningful part of my musical life, my musical journey. Um, we sing scripture texts. So uh, often as a child, when I would sing in children's uh, church choir, I didn't know I was memorizing scripture. I didn't know I was getting to know Jesus, um, but it has come back often. When I read my Bible now in, in study, Bible study, I think of a music a, a musical line because I learned it first in choral music. Leslie, how about for you? What's the the integration for you of your journey with Jesus as his disciple and then participating in this work of singing with a with a group of other people. Sure, um, I'm not. Uh, I don't consider myself a theologian, and and I, I'm not really great with words all the time. But this is how I communicate with God the most. This is how I communicate. This is my um, this is my offering. This is this is just the way I communicate best with Him. I just I feel it in my heart, in my in my soul, and that's. That's how we that's how we roll. So it sounds like leading the congregation in worship and preparing to do that musically is worshipful for you. Some people might say, boy, I, I go outside and I take a walk under the stars and being outside, or I go to the Arboretum and there's a connection with the Holy Spirit there. And for you, there's an integration between music and the presence of the Spirit in your life. A hundred percent. Okay, let's talk about the relational piece because I I asked you just now about the journey with Jesus Christ and the connection to music and lyric. How about the connection to people? It it strikes me that the choir is a relatively close group. I I see you guys rehearsing before worship service and you like each other. You're laughing together and you're for each other and you're supporting each other. Um, How have you experienced in the context of choir, the choir being the church? One of my favorite verses, and I've pulled it up here on my phone, so I will uh, represent it right, uh, is Colossians 3.16. It says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Otherwise, other verses or other translations say spiritual songs. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Um, the connection with one another in the choir um, through the Spirit is evident. Uh, when we rehearse together, we, we sing together, we um, study the scriptures and, and the texts of the songs. Uh, I would say that um, personally, um, I may not uh, connect with some of the people in the choir. We are a very diverse group of people. And other than choral music and, and our participation in the choir, which is very regular and very edifying, I might not know those people. We're eclectic. We're a uh, uh, a diverse group, um, and I just enjoy that so much. I would say, um, you know, when uh, I 100% agree with Carrie, and um, we are a diverse group. We have um, we have elderly people, we have young people, and we all just like Carrie said, we may not 
have met each other um, or known each other or walked up to each other had we not um, had this experience together. Um, I would also say that, um, you know, we're, we're like a family for, for sure. And, um, you know, when tragedy hits one of our members, we all rally together and we do whatever we can to help out, um, to help out our, our family. You know, we're talking this summer about finding a place to serve and also finding a, a Christ-centered community. And it strikes me that in, in some senses, the choir actually is kind of double dipping here. It, it's both. You guys pray for each other. You encourage each other. You discover what the Spirit is is teaching you through these texts. Not that you don't also have other places where you're saying, okay, this is my Bible study or this is my discipleship group. But there's a lot of integration of both of the things we're talking about in the context of the choir. Absolutely. And I've... Um you know, experienced firsthand the the um, caring, compassionate service piece of uh, the community of the choir. Um, when my mother passed away, there were 19 meals that were delivered to my home. 19, uh, count them, 19. Um, and these were choir and bell choir members. And uh, this the service element and the, the love and the compassion and the care of the choir is rich. It's authentic. Um, it's a safe place to share joy, and share sorrow. A lot of doing life together is showing up for one another, and it strikes me that as you guys schedule to rehearse Thursdays and to lead on Sundays, you have two times in your week when you're showing up together. You've done like 80% of the work of Christian community already because you're singing together in the choir. All right. These podcasts are designed to be helpful to people, and in particular, to be helpful to people who say, I don't yet have a place where I serve, help me find one, or I don't have a place where I'm engaged in Christian community, help me create that or help me discover that. What sort of person makes for a good member of the choir? Okay. So I would say, first and foremost, uh, somebody who can listen. Uh, We... uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a good singer. People often uh, think that, oh, I don't want to join the choir. You don't want to hear my voice. It's terrible. Well, that's not necessarily true. And we can help teach you to be a good singer. And we can um, we can help. We just need somebody who can listen. And not only um, are you listening to the people around you, um, but just listening to the spirit if it's moving you and um, just just joining in that way. Um, I would say somebody who is dedicated. Uh, it's difficult when we have people coming in and out and in and out. Um, and so we're really looking for people who can make that commitment um, each Sunday and each Thursday. Um, and just anybody in general who loves to sing. That's all really that it's about. If you love to sing, Come join us because we would love to have you be part of our family. Carrie, you've been a part of the choir for a long time. You've seen a, a lot of pastors and a lot of uh, uh, choir directors come and, and go, and yet you have, have been a part of this uh, community. What have you noticed about what makes for a good member of the choir? Yeah, uh, long time is right, Chris. 39 years, I figured it out this morning. Um, and when I joined the choir, I was one of the younger voices, um, and the richness of um, 
the other members of the choir and their their depth of faith and their um, embrace of me as a young mom um, was was such a treasure. Um, I think um, anyone who wants to grow in their knowledge of worship and worship language, anyone who wants an opportunity to use um, a joyful gift of music, however developed or undeveloped it is, anyone who wants to learn um, more scripture and serve in community, um, it would be a wonderful place to plug into the church. The choir fellowship is rich. Okay, I'm going to push you guys a little bit on this because you both gave answers that I would not have expected. I asked you what makes for a good member of the choir, and I think 99.999% of our listeners who aren't in the choir would expect you to say somebody who can sing. That's not what you said. Leslie, you said it's somebody who can listen, and Carrie, you said it's somebody who wants to grow. Seriously, the person who's listening to this and says, I want to grow and I can listen. I don't know if I can sing well enough. Are you telling them that if they show up for choir, they can have a good formative experience and be welcomed and not feel like they're going to be embarrassed or people are going to be looking over their shoulders to say, who made that noise? Absolutely. Uh, Leslie's a wonderful coach and uh, there are other members of the choir that would love to mentor you and and sit uh, alongside and help you learn. That has happened for a number of our choir members and they will recognize themselves in this comment. There is a woman who can't read music still and she will sing solos now. And uh, there is a man who joined the choir for um, fellowship and uh, purposes um, after a a loss of his wife. And um, he is a, a wonderful contributor to the choir. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Um, it is uh, it is just a joy to see the the diverse group that we have come together. And you know, again, I would I would just encourage people who are not comfortable singing to just listen. You don't even have to sing one note, one word in the entire first you know month that you come. But I bet the more that you hear the songs and the more that you hear the different parts, you will want to. And that's when the Spirit will move you to sing when you are ready, and that is okay with us. So just come and listen, and when you're ready, then we go. Okay, listener, you heard it. Uh, There may be a legitimate reason why you can't join the choir. Uh, Maybe you are homebound. Or maybe you um, you work every Thursday night, but whoever you are, the I'm not a great singer is not a reason to not join the choir. So we would love to have you be a part of that group. Leslie Carey, tell us how to make that happen. How would someone engage in the process for joining the choir? Sure. So um, there's no formal process um, to join the choir. Any one of us, um, maybe you have a friend in the choir or maybe you notice somebody who looks friendly, um, you can approach them and ask them, you know, where is the choir room? And and we would all be happy to show you. Um, I'm happy to do the same. Um, my name is Leslie and I'm the director. So come find me or any one of, of, of us and ask us to 
you know, where do I go? Um, and we have a wonderful choir librarian who will then um, prepare a folder of music for you. And it will be in a slot that is dedicated to you so that every time you come to choir, you just go grab your folder and find your spot. Carrie, do you remember what it was like 39 years ago to walk into choir for the first time? Oh, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Um, I had, uh, the choir director at that time had actually um, been my high school choir director. So when we moved back here with our young family, one daughter, um, I saw him in the halls of the church and he said, you've got to come and sing in the choir. And so I was in that choir room the first week we came back to Glen Ellen and I do remember, I do remember um, sitting next to a woman who uh, a couple of years later uh, crocheted a pink bonnet for my second daughter. Um, so, yeah, I remember. Okay, another legitimate way to call people into the choir is you just look at them in the hall of the church and say, you have got to come join the choir. So, Leslie and Carrie, you guys both have permission to do that uh, now. That'll be fun. Okay, thank you guys for joining us. This has been a great conversation, and I don't know who among the listeners will say, all right, I'm interested in, in finding out more about this, or I think maybe Thursday nights with the choir is the place I want to be this fall, but whoever you are, we're excited for you, and we're excited to welcome you into the fellowship and the ministry of the choir. We will put Leslie's email in the comments section of this podcast, and so if you want to take a first step, all you actually have to do is touch your screen, scroll down, click on Leslie's uh, email alias, and it'll open up an email to her, and you can just say, just listen to the podcast. I'm interested. Tell me more. Okay, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the More Than Sunday podcast.